What's going on, everybody? And welcome back for episode 31 of Hit the Books Podcast. We're thrilled to have you all listening this week. Lots of good stuff to cover from all the sports leagues, free agency and trades in the NFL, NCAA players preparing for the draft, NBA playoffs, and the MLBs in full swing. Without further ado, let's introduce my co-hosts, Huff and Mackie. What's going on, boys? How was the week? Anything going on this week? Huff, why don't you take it away? Uh, what's going on, boys? I uh, just got back from a little vacation. I'm excited to get back to it, though. Um, you know, a lot going on in the sports world, as we see in the outline that we were looking at. But a lot, like you said, a lot of NFL, all the college basketball decisions coming out with the draft decisions and NHL playoffs coming down to the bit or regular season coming down to the bit and a lot of the drama, as we see in the NBA playoffs. I'm definitely excited to get into what we're, what we're looking ahead at. Mackie, what's going on with you? Going on, boys. Yeah, you know the NBA playoffs have been an absolute roller coaster so far. A lot of uh, a lot of things we didn't expect to see. So uh, a lot going on there. A lot of uh, NFL free agency. You know, NHL is cooking up, getting ready for the playoffs. So a lot going on right now. Tons of good stuff coming. I'm ready for a good episode. Let's get right to it. Let's jump into the NFL. Baker Mayfield to the Steelers. Jeff Darlington of ESPN said the Steelers would sign Baker Mayfield the very next day if he was cut. What do you guys think of that one? I'll start us off here. I'm a Steeler fan. I think the plan should be for the Steelers going forward. Obviously, they can't control what the Browns are going to do with Baker. But I think the game plan going ahead should be uh, just that. If, if Baker uh, becomes a free agent. I think the Steelers need to jump on that with the current situation that they're in right now with the quarterback position. I know they got Trubisky on a, a team-friendly two-year deal um, with the tragic passing of Dwayne Haskins, the the opening on the depth chart. And you hate to see it come that way, but you know there's money coming in that way and stuff like that. But you know, I think Baker Mayfield would be a great starting role for the Steelers. And then with the 20th overall pick, the Steelers could go in a direction with the offensive line. I think it's exactly what we need with Najee and, you know, the young team. I, I, a lot of people were talking about, you know, all these teams that Debo Samuel could go to, but I'm, I'm good with Deontay. I'm not a Chase Claypool fan, but he is he does have a couple of nice games. I think Baker could come here and have the weapons that he needs to succeed, especially the defense and a fan base that actually wants him, unlike the, the, the scumbags over in Cleveland. But, Mackie, I don't know your opinion on this, but I'm, I'm all in on Baker in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, obviously you have a stronger opinion being a Steelers fan here, but uh, I don't know. I think he'd be a good fit. I think Baker could be – I think Baker has his games where he has he shows his potential for a, being a really good quarterback. Yeah, he, uh, he, he didn't really shine in Cleveland. Cleveland's been kind of a shithole the last few years. I don't know. I think you guys should definitely make, sign Baker over drafting Malik Willis. I don't think you guys have the – I don't think you guys should wait the two years for him to develop when you have the defense that you have right now. Might as well just get a fresh guy in there and knows what he's doing already. And then, uh, yeah, just we, just uh, strengthen up your line. Yeah, that's kind of the direction I'm hoping the Steelers go in. But like I said, obviously we can't control what uh, Andrew Barry and the guys in the Cleveland Browns front office are going to do with them. But you can't imagine spending $240 million on a quarterback and you're going to keep your number one overall pick as your backup. I mean, Sounds good, but I mean, obviously, we know the 
suspension that Deshaun Watson could be facing, but I'm starting to think it's going to be like you know, minimal, if anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know Baker's not really there for to be a backup behind Deshaun Watson. Exactly. And people are talking. All these Browns fans are talking about like he's a backup. He's a backup. Like, yeah, you guys just got Deshaun Watson, who's like missed a year. So we'll see how that works out, especially with how the Browns have been. Like, all these superstars have gone to Cleveland over the past couple of years, and like they haven't done anything. So. The power to Deshaun Watson. I think he's going to do good, but I don't even think he's going to win the division. I think I. I mean, I think Baltimore is going to have a great comeback year. I think Lamar Jackson. He's one of my picks for MVP next year. I think you know, the year that he's going to have with Dobbins back in the lineup. The I don't know. I'm just always scared of the Ravens, and I think this is a year that Lamar Jackson is going to be one you want to look out for. Yeah, I don't really see that Browns team winning the division either. Whether it's the Bengals or the Ravens, I don't. I don't. I don't think the Browns can compete with either of those teams. I just think the I just I'm starting to think the like the address the Bengals had one issue the offensive line and they addressed that with the the big signing I forget his name but uh, great tackle got Joe Burrow the protection they needed but I just think this Ravens team if they make the additions they need at the draft and I, mean, I I think that I don't know if they have the money necessarily I mean it seems like these teams always find a way to get the money to sign big players so um, I think if they can make a deal to get Debo Samuel. I think that team is scary. I mean, yeah. Any any addition, any team that adds Debo Samuel, you're you're you're. Gonna, you're... Just, say, I just say that because like the running of Lamar Jackson, that you put Debo Samuel in the backfield, you're like, all right, who's running the ball? Exactly. Debo Samuel can, can get the ball at any point. He can get he gets in the backfield half the time. Did you so see? Like he, a... Did you see him say he wants to be a wide receiver? Really? Yeah. Well, I, I, he is a wide receiver. That's what he is. No, he just played. He doesn't, he doesn't want to play wide back anymore, according to him. You know how he called oh. it wide back in the playoffs. Well, yeah. Well, uh, he obviously had a much bigger role in San Francisco with a quarterback. Buffalo. You're saying the Jets. I I've heard that too. I don't think the Jets will make that signing. I think it's the I think the Jets are in play just for the reason that Sala, you know, his old coach. A lot of the old 49ers coaches are now. You know, coaching the Jets, so I don't know if he yeah, has special connections up there, but they they think that the Jets are currently the front runner. But I said it, I think the best fit is Baltimore. I'd love to have him on the Steelers, but I mean, you could name just about any team, like you said, and he's a huge addition that you definitely want to look out for number nineteen on the field. Niners are getting a good deal out of it, though. They're gonna they're, they're not gonna get rid of him for cheap. No, no, no. They're good. If they need to hold on, we'll hold on to him. Yeah, they, they don't have to trade him. Speaking of Cleveland Browns and those bum-ass fans, let's get into the cornerback that just robbed their front office. Denzel Ward signing for five years, $100.5 million, becoming the highest-paid cornerback in NFL history. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a good cornerback. He deserves a lot. I don't think he deserves $100 million being the highest-paid corner in the league. But he's somebody that'll get the job done, and he's somebody that you would want in your backfield. Granted, I don't like. I don't think it was the best signing. You can spend your money elsewhere. He doesn't need a hundred million dollars being a corner. I mean, good for them. I I hope I hope he uh, at least lives up to it. Yeah, I just hope it's too much money and they don't have any more money to pay anyone. I mean, um, you exactly. look at, you look at this the off season the Browns are having. They spent three hundred forty million dollars this off season. That's a hundred million dollars more than any NFL team in the league right now. 
I mean, they're going Memphis all they're going all in on a player that they don't even know if he's going to play. I said I think the suspension will be minimal, if anything. And then they're going all in on Denzel Ward for five years. Like, like you said, great corner, but like when you put the number a hundred million dollars next to someone's name, there's a new status that you have to play at. And I just he's earned it. I guess you could say that's the new market, but like, I don't know. Some of the deals, these like you just see the quarterbacks and the big skill players get the deals, but like. I don't know. I just feel like at no point during his career have you been like Denzel Ward's the top corner in the NFL. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think he's ever been the best, but he's he's always been like top five. I just I hope all this money just Browns can't do anything for the next eight years. I could see that, right? I mean, if they cut if they cut Baker, they're gonna have to save some money. But he never got a big deal, so it's like they're not gonna save a ton. Steelers got all Big Ben's money to play with. One over Baker. Yeah, they do. <laughs> League man, all e- all ESPN's talking about like it's the perfect fit. Like he he's the kind of guy that wants revenge on them now for what they just did to him, and I would too. I'd be like, I want to be Cleveland in a playoff game. You know yeah, I mean? but just hope he has it in him. Yeah, I mean, it's also the kind of thing if if he if he were, what looks worse, who looks worse. Deshaun Watson, if he loses to Baker Mayfield in a playoff game in a wild card game, or Baker Mayfield if he loses to Deshaun Watson, because Baker Mayfield technically got cut for Deshaun Watson. So, like, you know what I mean? I feel like it looks worse on the Browns if they lose. I don't think Baker Mayfield has anything to lose in that situation. That's what I mean. I feel like it looks way worse if the Browns lose that game, going all in on that quarterback and selling their guy and then losing to him in the playoffs. Exactly. I love it, dude. Oh my god! I thought that like he's even that good. I just want him. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, with the defense, it just puts us right back in the picture. Yeah, exactly. So, realistically, do you see him and Trubinsky actually fighting for the starting position, or no? I think I think they'll go into camp. They're they're not going to announce a Tomlin's the kind of guy he will not announce a quarterback one until we like preseason week one. Right, yeah, I but agree. They're big. It's it's Baker's spot to lose. Baker's spot to lose. You don't bring him in after signing Trubisky, whereas if they had Baker, they wouldn't be signing Trubisky. Why are you guys like the head? Like, like what has been said about you guys signing him? What do you mean Baker? Like, why are you guys like the the leaders to sign him? The the defense, and I guess we have the money for him. He just, but I don't know if it's Tom. That's like the one I heard. I don't know. Yeah, Carolina is the other one. Did you hear Carolina? Uh, I didn't. Yeah, Carolina's another. They're they're up there. I mean, yeah, I would love to see Baker in a Steeler uniform next season, but that's just me. Steeler fan, I'd love to see it. I agree with you there, Huff. Absolutely. I think it'd be so fun to see him. It'd open up so much, so many draft opportunities for the Steelers. All right, we got in already got into a little Debo talk, but Debo Samuels requesting a trade from the 49ers. He didn't specify any reason behind his trade last I saw. You guys got any more info on that? Obviously, Debo Samuel, as we've said earlier on in the podcast, we kind of got into some of that, but a very skilled player. Obviously, like you said, Mackie, any team that gets him is a huge addition and definitely a notable one. But I saw on ESPN this morning some of the notable teams potentially interested in trading for Debo Samuel just based on their uh, 2022 draft capital and their 2022 cap space. SPN thinks the New Orleans Saints are the number one option based on those two things. I mean, all of these are non, I think, non-quarterback like quarterback situation aside because the Saints being number one. 
Uh, number two being the Chiefs. Keep in mind, Tyreek Hill leaving. Uh, Juju there now. Juju could slide into that two spot with Debo. They could kind of share the field. Um, the Chiefs having the 29th and 30th first-round pick uh, and $17 million in cap space. And then number three is the Jets. Jets having the fourth overall pick and the tenth overall pick in this year's draft with $16 million in cap space. And then you look up to Green Bay. They'll play with Aaron Rodgers, just lost his number one guy and number two guy. So you could have a little duo of Debo Samuel and Alan Lazard up in Green Bay. Mackey, there's a potential that he could be coming to Dallas uh, for maybe the 24th overall pick and some of that $15 million that the Dallas Cowboys have saved up in cap space. Yeah, I heard he wants to go to Dallas, but I don't see them making that deal. I think if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm making Green Bay Packers sign him right now or trade for him right now. Dude, yeah. you just lost on you just lost out on Devontae Adams. You're the next big thing coming up in Debo Samuel. You're telling me you don't want to play with him. You don't want him to be your main guy, especially if he wants to be a receiver only. This is the perfect yeah. spot for him. Yeah, because you have Aaron Jones. Let him play wide back or whatever the fuck he calls exactly. it. Dude, Jones is sick. if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm getting on that right away. Yeah. I think Mahomes, too. I'd be like, dude, sell the future. I'm here. Yeah. Be like, we don't need first-round picks for five years. The Rams, fuck them picks. Win a ring. I'd like to see him a Steeler uniform. That's just me, though. Baker, Debo, Dante, Najee. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it. I don't either. There's not, you enough, wish. not enough money in a bank. And they'd have to take that yeah. first round pick. We need line. We don't need receivers. Take Claypool in the first round pick. They'd want Deontay. Hey, fuck Claypool. They'd want Deontay in the first round pick, probably. Would you? If you were the 49ers, would you accept Deontay Johnson in a first round pick? For Debo? Yeah. No. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Oh, wait, Deontay. Honestly, yeah, probably. Deontay Johnson's. He's young. He has a lot of potential. I, I, I probably would. So, I mean, he's kind of like the same player what as Debo. What do you have, the 19th pick? 20th. It's a little late, but Mid-back. I'd probably take it, yeah. You get a solid player 20th. If you had a lottery pick, that'd be huge. Yeah, that's why they think he's going to go to the Jets for the 10th overall. That's a, that's a nice pick. Guys shouldn't have made the playoffs. I know. Well, it, it only changes from 18 to 20. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't so it was like fuck it, let's make it. Ends last year. You know what I mean? Let's keep talking some of these NFL news. There's a ton of stuff we're gonna get into. Terry McLaurin and AJ Brown not happy with current contract situation and plan to sit out of training camp to get the deal that they deserve. Mackie, what do you think that means for the Tennessee Titans and the Washington Commanders? I mean, I don't really know I don't know. I think they got I you got to send them at that point, get something out of it. They're, they both have a lot of value. I mean, you can get something out of it. If they don't want to be there, neither of these – I mean, I guess the Titans are good, but Redskins have nothing to lose at this point. Commanders. Commanders, whatever. Fuck, I hate that. you got to start saying it, dude. I know. i got to get used to it. Once they start playing games, though, I'll get used yeah, to once, it. Yeah, once – The I, new norm. Once I see it on FanDuel a couple times, I'll be like, all right, Commanders. But uh, I don't know. I mean, AJ Brown – they gave him the world, so they, there had to be something back behind the scenes that they're just mistreating him or something. Is it just that appealing to play with Ryan Tannehill if you're a wide receiver? I think that's part of it, too. Yeah, I guess you're right. Derrick Henry in the backfield? Like, I know. I mean, you got Derrick Henry. Yeah, but, like, 
you're a wide receiver, like you want the ball. They're all cocky pieces of shit. Yeah. They want the ball. They don't like look at I know wide receiver goes to Baltimore. <laughs> Running quarterback and then just run. Free agent Stephon Gilmore signs two year twenty three million dollar deal with fourteen million dollar in guarantees with the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Is that going to help out the Colts? Yeah, Mackie, we were talking about this one last week for a little bit, thinking that I think we both said that was a good landing spot for him. I think I mentioned a couple more, but Colts get their guy on defense to add with Darius Leonard and all the other pieces. This Colts team, I mean, if Matt Ryan fits right in, look out for the Colts. I mean, it could be a nice little sleeper team in the AFC. Division is yeah, not hard. Yeah, especially winning that, divi- that, that weak division. Yeah, I their mean, division is not hard. So, you know, you you win a, you, you beat the Titans twice. You know, you win a few games that you shouldn't, and you're right there you in the playoffs. You beat so. the Titans once and sweep the other two teams, you're looking good. Yeah. Which is very doable. Especially because Titans look like they're falling apart. Yeah, that's what I mean. If they lose A.J. Brown, that's two, that's two, they could sweep the division. Six and nine. If Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan. Even if Matt Ryan like, plays like he did last year. I think with Jonathan Taylor and T.Y. Hilton, and you know what I mean? Just like Mo Alley Cox and all this, but like they have a bunch of average players. Other than Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, they have a bunch of players that don't get the job done. Yeah. But like Jonathan Taylor's sick and everyone else is just good. Their offensive line is sick. We saw that last year with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, obviously when the offensive line started to get a little banged up, Jonathan Taylor didn't look as good, but it's any running back. The offensive line makes the running back. The running back doesn't make the offensive line. Yeah, exactly. But I think if Matt Ryan can step into this offense in Indianapolis, I think look out for the Colts. If he does, though, you know, you never know what, what Matt Ryan you're going to get, as if. I said. It's a big if, but what are the Colts' odds to win this division? Dude, probably like 200, think? I'd say. I'm pulling it up. I'm going to go look right now. I'd say right around 200. They probably a little lower, to be honest. You think that? I know. I bet they're sitting behind Tennessee at like 240. That's my guess. No, not 240. If anything, I thought it would be lower. Dude, they're plus 105. They're favorites. To win the division? Yeah. Damn. Titans are plus 135. Plus 110, plus 125, plus 700, plus 2,600 for the Texans. Bills are minus 175. Browns are the best odds at 175. Win the AFC North? Yeah. I hate it. Cowboys minus one fifteen, might be biased, but I feel like that's a lock. Which one? Cowboys minus one fifteen. Uh, that's a lock. Barring injuries, that's a lock. I think, yeah, barring injuries, know, I, obviously. I like, I like Ravens to win our division, but I hate betting, basically rooting for them when they play the Steelers because those are huge games. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Steelers eight fifty. They signed Baker. That has value. If you get it now. You know what I mean? Well, you sign Baker, it's not going to be 850. It's going to be like 400. I was going to say it'll go to 500. Especially with the the value in the division. If he, I'd have to go to the game in Cleveland and rub that shit in Addison's face. He wins in Cleveland. That'd be so fun. On Twitter tonight, they took a parlay and they tweeted, they were like, this one's for at Buffalo Wild Wings. And I was like, what? And I was like trying to understand it. And the bet slip was the Buffalo Sabres. Minnesota Wild and the Red Wings, <laughs> but the, the, the Red Wings was to score first, so they actually did Buffalo win. 
Buffalo did win, and they scored for. Oh uh, wait, no wait. Red Wings scored first. I bet that. Plus one seventy. Who did Red? Who did Red? Oh yeah, Red. Uh, Buffalo did win. Yeah. Dude, if the Wild win, Dang. the Buffalo Wild Wings parlay hits. That's cool. I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna start doing that because I'm gonna start doing that. Start betting on Buffalo to win. And the Red Wings to I'm win. Just gonna bet the- Dude, Buffalo's gonna be good in a year or two. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I guess next year. Yeah, they get a, yeah, yeah. They get a goalie. It'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta grow up a little. Yeah. A lot. Maybe spend like some new, money. That's like New Jersey. I don't know. You're a goalie. What do you think of that Dawes dude? New Jersey. I think he started off hot, but it was beginning of luck. I don't think he's their answer. Because that's what they need is a goalie. All right, back to NFL. Cooper Cup, when asked about setting the market for wide receivers, said that it's not important to him, stating, I'm not trying to beat anybody. I'm not trying to compare myself to anyone else. It is more about being in a place that's just right for both sides. Yeah, I think this is a kind of a situation where you see a team or a player and a team that are really happy with what happened in the previous season. Obviously, winning Super Bowl MVP and the Super Bowl, I think that's a pretty good look for him. If anyone has the the right to set the market, it's Cooper Cup winning the Triple Crown, Super Bowl MVP, and the Super Bowl last year. It's like this dude's on top of the world. Rams deserve to pay him whatever he wants, hand him a blank check. But he's saying this, I think he sets the market. Like yeah, he, I mean, there's no way he doesn't I, I, set the market. Yeah, like he deserve he, but he just he just won the triple crown, right? Or the triple crown, yards, catches. What was it? what's the last one? Yards, catches, touchdown. touchdowns, Super Bowl MVP, and a Super Bowl ring on top of it. Yeah, I mean the guy's just a stud, dude. You gotta pay him. He certainly deserves and, it. And he and they won a uh, uh, Super Bowl. He was the MVP. So. It's not even like Stafford was the MVP. He had two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. He's the best player. Yeah, I mean, you got to give him a fucking on a de- on a team highest paid wide receiver. On a team that's known for their defense, he's your best player. Yeah. He just won the Super Bowl. You got to pay your guy. He deserves, Tony, he deserves to set the market. He is so good. He's literally the most one of the most fun wide receivers to watch in the NFL. Yeah, because you, you, know, you, you, you can't keep up with him. No. You got Tyreek Hill, who's kind of the same way, but... He's not putting up the numbers that Cooper just, Cup is. It's just the combination of size and speed with Cup. And I know he's not the biggest guy, but obviously he's bigger than Tyreek Hill. He's, yeah, he's fast. He's fun to watch. He 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 is big enough, though. You know, he's, he is awesome. Man. He he deserves a blank check, dude. But he'll get it. I'm telling you, he'll get it. Give it time. Five-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Jarvis Landry visited with the New Orleans Saints. Anything going to come out of this? I don't know what's going on with all these wide receivers thinking about the Saints and all these free agents thinking about the Saints. I saw a video of Tyron Matthew, uh, agent safety, sitting there. I don't know what's going on with New Orleans, but to me, that's just a, not a very appealing free agency spot right now. I mean, I know they got Kamara and Michael Thomas going to play next year. He's kind of turning into Calvin Ridley with the gambling, or without the gambling, I mean, but just like not playing. You never know if you're going to have your number one receiver on the field every Sunday. It's like... Best avail- your best ability is availability. So uh, with guys like Con- Thomas, you don't even know if he's going to be on the field. I know they have that receiver Callaway, but, like, is Jameis the quarterback? You know, are they going to sign? They could be a team going after a guy like Baker or Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis in the draft. You never know. Like, I don't know why all these teams or rumblings or, or why all these rumblings are coming out of New Orleans for all these big-name free agents. I'm not saying Jamar- Jarvis Landry is, like, a top-three wide receiver. 
but I mean he's a big name. You you bring him Jarvis Landry for possession downs and third downs, like it's a nice piece. I wouldn't mind him coming to Pittsburgh or you know, I think any team would like to add Jarvis Landry to their team as a number two. Yeah, I just hope he doesn't like I don't know, just slowly diminish his value. He I don't want him to become irrelevant. He has a lot of value, so you know, going to a team like this, you know, it could it could end your career. I know why so. he's going to New Orleans. Well, LSU, isn't he from Louisiana? I don't know if he's from there, but he did go to LSU. Yeah, that's probably part of it. Would make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be kind of cool. I just don't like the Saints. They're one of my least favorite NFL teams. Never liked them. Drew Brees, never a fan. I like Kamara a lot. He's a, he's fun to watch. Yeah, Kamara's, Kamara's something special. Yeah, I don't know, but I think he might land there. Like I said, you know, if he, I don't know if he's exactly from there, but with the call, going college there, I feel like the New Orleans kind of connection. But yeah, I don't know what all these big name free agents are thinking about New Orleans. Go to the, go there, and play with James Winston. Like, yeah, he's from he's from Louisiana. Uh, yeah, that's why. He's going home. Yep. Okay, that's a, yeah, yeah, Jesse. Something is coming out of that deal. I think at least. Sounds good to me, but Seahawks now signing quarterback Geno Smith to a one-year, $3.5 million deal that includes 500000 guaranteed, plus another $3.5 million in incentives. Mountaineer. Aki, our, our fellow alumni, Geno Smith, signing the big deal with uh, the Seahawks uh, after, you know, they get rid of Russ and bring in, in the trade Drew Locke, or Drew Locke, I mean, sorry. Um, but they don't really know what the situation with Locke is, so... Bringing back a guy like Geno Smith that knows the system and a cheap deal like this, I think is a great, a great deal for the team. I mean, yeah, you never hate on a payday, but uh, good for him. Fellow Mountaineer, like I said. Find a nice home there. I just like seeing him staying in the league. Yeah, exactly. Staying a little relevant. It's, like, it's looking like, where's Will Greer right now? Dallas? Was is he? He ended the year there. I don't know where he is now. Okay. Kind of hype. He's on Dallas. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's uh, I don't think he's gonna stay there. Dude, he'll never start in the NFL. No, never. It's crazy the pedigree that they just get you at. Like when you come into the NFL, they're just like, "You're a starter. You'll never be a starter. You're a starter. You'll never be a starter." Yeah, literally, like you really have no chance. <laughs> like you're good enough to be third string your whole life. It's like, what do you mean I'm good enough to be third string? I'll take the payday, but like, how can you evaluate me and be like you're good enough to be like second backup? You know what I mean? Like you're a really bad backup, so we'll pay you like a bad backup. But like you're gonna be in the league for six <laughs> years. You know what I mean? Like, there's guys like that that just stay on a team for six years as a backup, just year yeah. in, year out. Year one year deals, five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand. Yeah, we dude, $500,000 is good living. They're killing it. Exactly. And they're not the ones getting hit. And maybe you get an incentive or two. Yeah, like the t- if you play, if you play like three snaps, you might you might get like twenty grand. Like <laughs> Wilger definitely had an incentive or two. But yeah, like if he throws like I bet like guys like that. You throw like so many touchdowns. I mean, obviously he has to get in the game, but you know what I mean. Like you throw like X amount of touchdowns, you get a hundred grand. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like Tom Brady throws twenty five touchdowns, he gets like three million dollars. Did you see uh what's his name? I think it was Middleton. 
the last game of the season, he checked in just to check back out for $300,000. Yeah. That's cool the coach lets him do that, though. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? A lot of coach, a lot of dickhead coaches could be, you know what I mean? The GM could be sitting up there saying, do not put him back in the game. Yeah. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I don't want to lose that on 300000 Like, they won the finals last year. Pay your dude. wonder if coaches, excuse me, players have ever tried to sue clubs or coaches for trying to stop them from getting their incentives. Antonio Brown just freaked out on Bruce Arians for that. That's right. why he left Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah. so I wonder if they've ever taken like legal action about it. He said they weren't throwing the ball to him because he was going to get an eight hundred thousand dollar payday. Yeah, Tony Brown's an idiot because <laughs> right at the end of the day, Bruce Arians just telling him to get on the field and he wouldn't get on the That's field. That's what I'm saying. I was and literally just like, say that. I was like, like but, the, but the difference in this situation is Bruce Arians is telling him to get on the field and he wouldn't go out. Yeah, that dude's fucked up. Oh my he's god. He's like, a big idiot. You see, he's releasing an album, and I think it's called, like, Free Agent. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, you're gonna be a free agent. New you're album, jeez. He's gonna be a free agent for the rest of his life. And finish up our NFL talk back to the Steelers. Malik Willis visits with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers hold the number 20 pick, as we said, in the draft. Anything else on that, Huff? Like I said, I, I want Baker, but I wouldn't be mad with a, a young Malik Willis. I said on Twitter yesterday, I'd like two of the three guys, I already have one of them, Trubisky, Willis, and uh, Baker Mayfield. So I want I want Mayfield or Mayfield's 1A, Willis is 1B. Like Mackie said, I don't want to wait the year and maybe let Trubisky play. You know what I mean? Like Trubisky plays, my expectations for the season are so much different than if Baker's playing. Well, they just diminish. Yeah, I have faith in Trubisky. Yeah. I'm not saying like we're gonna go to the Super Bowl, but like I think he can win some games. Yeah, your your play or your hopes go from playoffs to like, or like a playoff run to just, just like maybe make just playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Playoffs is your Super Bowl. We get there with Trubisky. Like, I don't know, dude. He got there with Chicago. Chicago sucked. Yeah, We would have to win like every non-division game. How's your schedule this year? I, I don't remember looking at it, but... you play our division? I'm going to say we have Eagles or Redskins. Well, you got to play all the teams in our division if you play one. Who are oh, the Redskins? Then, yeah, that makes sense, maybe. Commanders. Yeah, who are the Redskins? I don't know. I'm going to look up the Steelers' schedule, actually, now that you say that. Commanders? All right, 20, <laughs> Steelers, Steelers 2022 opponents. Um... I'm not even going to say the divisions. Raiders, Patriots, Saints, Jets, Bucks. No, we don't have you. Falcons. Away is Falcons, Bills, Panthers, Colts, Dolphins, Eagles. We do have the Eagles. I told you. How does that? How does that work? I thought you play, play the entire AFC East. We have the Jets, Dolphins, Patriots, Bills. NFC. Oh, you played the same conference. Every team in the division. Play the when you play out of conference, the, it's just random. I was gonna say, and then you have one from each in your conference. So we have the Raiders from the AFC West. We have the Colts from the South, and then obviously we're the North, and then we play the East all the all year. Yeah. And then for the West or for the NFC, we play the NFC South. We play the Falcons, the Bucks, the Panthers, and the Saints. Then the Eagles 
and who's the other NFC team? That's it. Just the Eagles. Damn. That's kind of cool. I never realized you played two whole divisions. Yeah. I, I, it works out for, like, I don't even know why they do it. But That's cool. I, didn't know that. I guess to, like, even even the divisional sk- schedule. Yeah, last year the Steelers played the NFC West because the Seahawks. Because, like, every team, every team in your division plays those two divisions, too. Oh, so the B- Browns, Bengals, and Ravens all have to play the NFC South and the AFC East. Exactly. That's hype. That's cool. I like that. I didn't know that. Learn something new every day. And then I got... And then the other teams just cycle throughout the other yeah, divisions. Yeah, like the Eagles are just random. Are just random. Yeah, like, yeah, like the like maybe we'll play the Ravens yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. something like you that. Probably, yeah, you guys probably play like, yeah, Bengals, Browns, Ravens. Yeah. Exactly. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Damn, I wish we played Denver. I want to see Russ. I didn't get to see him last year. Got hurt. That's all we got for this NFL segment. Let's look into some, what's next, college basketball. All right, let's get into some of this college basketball talk that we got set aside. Big, The big headline coming out of college basketball this week is Villanova head coach Jay Wright. He's set to retire uh, as the men's basketball coach at Villanova uh, for the past 21 years. Uh, Fordham's Kyle Neptune is expected to be Jay Wright's replacement in Villanova. Jackie, what do you think of this? You're kind of a big college basketball guy. I know I'm into it, but I feel like you're into it a little more than me. What do you think this means for a, a blue blood program like Villanova? I don't know. Jay Wright, obviously, uh, it's coming to the end of an era with like Shashevsky. You saw Roy Williams go. You're gonna see Bayheim in the next year or two. So that just the era's gone. You know, they're, they're moving on. So uh, I think this guy has potential. Whoever they're, who, what's this guy's name? Kyle Neptune. Yeah. Uh, I think Villanova knows what they're doing. Yeah, so, that's that's know, what I'm saying. Yeah. They wouldn't bring in a guy from Fordham if they didn't think he was going to be good. Yeah, and, you know, like, you got an organization like Villanova. It's not hard to strive in it. So exactly. hopefully he does all right. You know, North Carolina's head coach first year made it to the national championship game. So Yeah. Uh, who's to say Villanova won't do the same thing? Yeah. I think it's definitely exciting. I'm already excited for college basketball. I love college basketball. March Madness is so much fun. I can't believe that. Best time of the Paolo Benchero and uh, Kofi Cockburn or Coburn declare for the draft. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, there's all these kind of guys start to declare and to kind of decide to come back. Two of the bigger names in college basketball this year being Bancaro and uh, obviously, I don't think. I feel like a lot of the Duke guys that can declare for the draft. I would too. Shevsky being gone, you obviously went there to play for him. Um, I definitely. Anyone saw Bancaro coming back? I mean, his uh, his draft stock is right where it needs to be. He's gonna. I see him stepping right into the league and being an immediate uh, help to an NBA squad. Yeah, I mean, obviously the top five pick there. Um, yeah, Shashevsky's gone. He obviously went there for Coach K. So, you know, it's a one and done, one and done, one and done type of deal for him. Yeah, it's obviously very common in college basketball. And then we see Coburn uh, from Illinois declare for the draft. I think he's definitely a highly highly touted center for a lot of NBA teams. I mean, yeah, he's he's kind of, he's one of those players that just like strive in college and they're not really that big of a they don't really play that big of a role in the NBA. But uh you know, maybe he'll be different. He has he has his size, he has his dominance, so I do know what you mean. A we'll lot of see. guys like that they don't really succeed in college but or succeed in the pros, but I think his size, we'll see what he can do, if he can shed a couple pounds and get down to the NBA size, or if he can dominate at that size. We'll have to see. Yeah, all right. Uh, uh, Oscar Chibwe. 
former Mountaineer. I hate this guy for obvious reasons. <laughs> he will return to University uh, University of Kentucky after that brutal March Madness showing that they had this year. You can't transfer there. She was coming off. You can't transfer there. She was not go back after losing to St. Peter's in the first round, especially being the national player. Of the year. Yeah, dude. Like you just won AP Player of the Year and you go out first round. Come on, you can't do that. Yeah, that. I think he should just declare it. his draft stock is kind of there. I mean, he would he would have been a first round pick. Oh yeah, would he be a lottery pick? You think? Uh, I don't know. I think next year he has the potential. Maybe it wasn't a bad move. But... Uh, they'll make a tournament run next year. Yeah. Sean McNeil visiting with Louisville. Another fucking yeah, trader, dude. Good for him. I mean, W's just going They're down brutal, the dude. drain. W sports are just brutal lately. Yeah, I mean, he's set to Louisville. Obviously, we know they're a big-name college basketball team. They've kind of struggled over the past couple seasons. But when I think of college basketball, Louisville is definitely one of the teams I think of. I don't know about you, but I don't know if it's the Patino years and the success that he had there. But uh, I definitely could see him going to Louisville and having some success. Yeah, I just hope uh, hope for the best for him. Big name coming out of UCLA, Johnny Juzang declaring for the NBA draft along with the uh, Coburn and Bancaro saying thank you to UCLA on his Instagram page as an official announcement. Juzang was a elite player, elite guard for the for the Bruins for the past two seasons, and especially in the tournament throughout the regular season, and he's been a really good player. Um, I think he's another one that he could step in, come off the bench for an NBA team, and do really well. Yeah, I mean, you guys bucket. I mean, two years ago, they were the 11 seed, barely even got into the tournament, and he led them to a Final Four. So, you know, guy, guys like that, you know, he'll, he'll, get his, he'll get his shot in the NBA. I think he has potential. Yeah, I definitely could see that too. He's a kind of player, like, he could just come off the bench for an NBA team, put up 10, 12 points, and, like, that's all you need him to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And if he does advance in that role, like he could become a starter. You know what I mean? You never know. Yeah. Like a little Quinn Cook. Yeah, or that's what I mean. Like he, you find the perfect role for him. Succeed. Who's this UConn transfer? I've never heard of him. A, a cock, a cock. I just I put it I put it down. I looked him up. He was actually pretty nice for UCO, or UConn last year. He's transferring. I mean. Potential landing spots former Pitt in West Virginia. Um, he, obviously, with all these guys leaving West Virginia, put this in here for you know me and you Mountaineer fans, and they're still there. I'm alumni, so I think this is someone we could be watching next season. Uh, Pitt is kind of in the same situation as WVU basketball, uh, just really in a tough spot trying to get any players they can. So this guy definitely could try to bring some light to a program. You know, any transfer, like we said, you find a good situation for a guy that can succeed, maybe. I don't think he had a big role in UConn uh, with the success that they were having. I mean, I know they didn't make the tournament, but or no, they made the tournament, didn't they? Yeah, was they it? made it. They were a five seed. I was gonna say they were a five seed. I don't know what I'm talking about, but yeah, he. I think just the role. I think it's a change of you know what I mean, that kind of thing. Like with college basketball, with how you can transfer and college sports in general right now, how you can transfer and play the next season. You don't have to sit out in the transfer portal and all that stuff. It's like yeah, these new rules. If, if, if these guys don't like where they're at, they're just like, peace, I'm out. Can't blame them. Well, see if West Virginia can get them. Maybe make some, uh, make some moves. All right, jumping out of college basketball into the NHL. 
former Super Bowl champion with the Seattle Seahawks, Marshawn Lynch, is purchasing a minority investment in the NHL's Seattle Kraken. I think that's pretty interesting. I like yeah, that. Did you see him at the game the other day with all the old Seahawks players? They were just, they were, no, really. They were sitting sweet. in the corner just banging on the glass the day after he bought the investment in them. They were all he, – he was hammered. Nice. It's just like – I think, it, I think it's so, – <laughs> I saw him. I saw him riding the Zamboni. Yeah, he's riding the Zamboni. I just think it's so funny. Like, I saw that. Like any of these TV companies, they're like, let's interview Marshawn Lynch in like the NFL or the NHL at the expansion draft, and he couldn't even say Callie Yarncroke's name. He goes, my boy, Callie. He could, he could, he saw his last name and was like, I'm not saying this. You think they'd send him up there to say like the easiest name? You knew he was gonna mess that one up. Just he's a hilarious dude. Just I don't know. I, I love this dude. I always loved him as a Seahawk fan, but. He was sitting in the corner with Sidney Rice and a couple of the old Seahawk guys, but anytime they stick him in front of a camera, they're just like, maybe this time he won't swear. Like, I feel like they think that every time, and it's just like, he has no filter. He's just the funniest dude in the world. I love Marshawn Lynch. Good for him. Bonham. Yeah, it's a good investment for yeah, his Bonham money, too. sports team. Obviously, oh. he likes the city of Seattle. There's a lot of people buying into the good Kraken. Dude. I wonder what's going on up there. Is that team not doing good already? No, you're doing awful. I think they've just been looking for money from the start. They just, you know, they want more and more. Yeah, there's a lot of people buying in right now, though. That's what I'm saying. Is I'm like, almost like, do they know something's going to happen? Are they going to move? Oh, who knows? That'd be interesting. I'd say Marshawn Lynch is going to buy into the Seattle Kraken if he knows they're moving to Quebec. You know what I mean? Right. I think he's hoping they stay in Very Seattle because obviously playing for the Seahawks, but yeah, it's the, it's the Seattle connection. Yeah. There needs to be an NBA team in Vegas. Speaking of expansion stuff, I just that's a side note. There needs to be an NBA team in Vegas. Yeah, there I definitely think, does. I think Vegas should All have at least three of the four major sports. Yeah, it should be like Pittsburgh. It should have three of the four. But they should have they should have basketball, not baseball. Really, they shouldn't have gotten hockey, but. Would have said hockey, but now they have. No, I like the I hockey. I, I I they should have hockey. Like when you think of Vegas, hockey and football, obviously. They need basketball. They need basketball. They don't need a baseball team. The thing, the thing is with basketball is that people get so drunk in Vegas that like the fans are on the court, so like there's like straight interaction. Dude, you want to put them outside in a baseball game? I mean. Think of, the, think of the security in the casinos. They can handle a basketball game. Yeah, yeah true. But you are right, Mackie. Like, that is a totally valid point. Like They're just like the, the interactions between the players and the fans and, and the NBA uh, is just so different than in, in any other yeah. sport. So, like, saw right. it the other night in Boston. Yeah, speaking of, oh, well, no. We'll get into that in a little bit. It's a little tease. Yeah. Another thing I got to add here, big thing that's happening is a lot of sports betting scams are happening lately. The Better Business Bureau is letting people know, make sure you find a trustworthy place to deposit your money that you are going to get your bets back. You know, I know some people still use bookies and stuff like that, even though a lot of states are legal, which is totally fine. Just make sure you find a trustworthy you know, location to do so, as lots of scams are arising with how apparent technology is in our day and age. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And some fun stuff coming out of the golf world. Capital One's The Match will feature Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers versus Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes in Las Vegas. 
Huff, I know you're saying you like this one. What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for this one being the first one that doesn't have uh, professional golfers in it. I think that's going to kind of bring different kind of excitement to this kind of format of what they were hoping for with bringing pairing the golfer with a, a non-golfer athlete with the original idea of it. But I'm excited for this one being Mahomes and Allen, kind of the young guns in the NFL, the future versus the kind of not to the past, but kind of the present, past, present, you know what I mean? The, the old era of quarterbacks being Brady and Rodgers. It's gonna go down in Las Vegas. I don't. I didn't see a date. I didn't actually get a chance to look it up, but I assume it's sometime this summer coming up. But I'll definitely be rooting for Josh Allen and Mahomes. I think. Well, I'll be interested to see the odds on this one. I like to. I Mac. I don't know if you bet on either of the last two, but I had uh, Bryson and Aaron in the last one. I wasn't happy about it, but I took them. I didn't want them to win. I just thought they were going to. But yeah, they were the heavy underdogs, so you know you're not gonna put the money on yeah. the favorites. I was taking like weird ones too, yeah, like for lead through nine holes. Like I like doing stuff like that because like I don't know every freaking golfer in the field and the you know what I mean the U.S. Open and stuff like that. So like when it's two dudes just like golfing, it's like you know four dudes just golfing on teams. It's like fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I love watching the match. I think that's that was a really good idea. Well, them to do non-football players. Yeah, I think I'd this love makes to see, good I'd TV. love to see, like, McDavid and Crosby. And, like, I know that's what, like, Spit and Chicklets is doing with, like, their sandbaggers. But it's, like, I'd love to see, like, how Capital One does it with you – know, is it CBS that does it? No, Capital One. Yeah, I think it was think, CBS. I think I it's think or so. maybe NBC because Jim Nance. But I don't know. The, the way they format it, it's amazing. So I just think – and, like, the kind of way they show the personality of the athletes in a way that you wouldn't really see on a golf course. So – um, like you saw a side of Aaron Rodgers, you saw yeah, Bryson he, DeChambeau crushing protein bars walking down a golf course and his up to his golf cart. Like I don't know, I just think it's a it shows a whole different side of these athletes. It is cool to see the golfers in a more casual setting, whereas like when we watch them, they're always like very formal and like you know I mean with their caddies and stuff. Like they have their caddies and stuff with them, but I don't know, it's just a lot more like chill and laid back. It's two guys playing golf. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's on TNT, TNT, by the way. Okay, it is on TNT. I was going to say, maybe it's TNT. TNT's been picking up a lot more lately, you know. Obviously the NHL and then now this kind TNT of stuff. TNT used to just be the NBA. Right. Everyone's expanding right now. You know, ESPN with the ESPN Plus and stuff. They have, you know, all their own TV trucks and stuff that go to all these events and stuff. It's crazy how much they've expanded the past two years. Yeah, it's time to sign new contracts. Big time. All right, jumping into the NBA. Kyrie Irving puts on a show in game one versus his old team, the Boston Celtics. Despite the outstanding effort, his Nets could not get the win in game one. Game one, we saw the Boston fans going after Kyrie and him coming back with some obscene gestures and foul language, resulting him in a $50,000 fine. I love that. Another $50,000 fine for him. That's hilarious. Yeah, I like to see, Bo- I like to see Brooklyn lose. So, uh, you know, you, the fans are a part of the game. You get, I know they're talking shit, but it's also the NBA. So, you know how close the fans are. You hear everything that they're saying. So, just control your tempo. You've heard it a thousand times. You're the one who, built, who burned the bridge in Boston. They're, you're the reason that they hate you. So yeah, you're, yeah, you know you you're the one, that, you're the one that told them they were going to re you were going to resign and decided not to. So yeah, and then and then after you signed with Brooklyn, you called them a racist city and the worst fans yeah. ever. So 
which like granted they do have their race problems yeah. but i don't think he saw any of it yeah i mean i can't i don't want to speak on that but um i i just feel like he's the one that told him he was going to resign he left i mean all boston did was welcome him i mean i'm not a boston fan in any sense of the word but i didn't see any you know what i mean like from the front office from the players it looked like they loved having him there he was kind of the missing piece to go in there with tatum and brown and marcus smart the defensive player of the year like austin is sick they're up 2-0 in the nets like i don't know why Kyrie wouldn't leave there well it's just jason tatum and jalen brown who just developed into these these players See how the rest of the series goes. Yeah, but speak on Kyrie's fine and stuff like that. It's just like, I mean, I'm not going to be flipping off fans, dude. Like, they're part of the game. I get it. It's like, it, I get yeah, it grow kind of aggressive with some of the dudes screaming in his face and stuff, but it's nothing you haven't heard before, dude. Just got to take it and keep no playing the game. I have no problem like, the, you know how he did the little, like, he did, like, the fake crying. Like, he rubbed his fist in front of his face. You know what I mean? I have no problem yeah. with that. It's like don't you don't need to flick someone off, dude. There's probably like a ten year old kid who was sitting in third row. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're a role yeah. model. Like don't There's don't kids be doing that. Kids are looking up shit. to you, and you're gonna flick off fans. Like, well, he's paying a fine for it, even though fifty thousand dollars is literally twenty dollars. Wipes, wipes his ass with that, but it's like here, Adam Silver. Here's twenty dollars. Thanks. I'm gonna do it again in game five. You think I get swept? <laughs> Dude, I think they're going to get swept. Good, dude. No shot. They do not get swept. This series goes back to Boston 2-2. Oh, okay. I think Boston wins this series, I think, though. I picked Boston, I think, six. No, I think I said Brooklyn because I said I can't pick against KP. If I had to put money on something. He's going to drop a 50 ball in the next I've been game. Bet, I've bet Boston both games, so I guess you could say I'm picking Boston. I uh I took Boston game one and then I took Brooklyn this game last game. They're just it, it, this is too good of a series to go four nothing. They're gonna have to like win some games. I just feel like if I don't know, yeah, I'm not saying Katie and Kyrie are gonna look like that again, but Boston just looks nice right now. Yeah, Boston's definitely the team to beat right now. Looking like it definitely. at least. Them and Milwaukee are looking like Eastern Conference final material. Even the Sixers, dude. Those top four teams in the East are nice. Who would you pick in a series, Bucks or Sixers? Can they play each other? No, it's Bucks Heat. Or it's uh, Sixers Heat. Could Bucks, Bucks beat the Celtics? And it's going to be Bucks Celtics. Who do you Celtics. think would win that series? What, Bucks yeah, Celtics? Celtics? C's. C's. I, I think seven. it's going to be C. I think it's going to be Sixers, Celtics, and then Warriors, Suns. And then Warriors, Sixers in the in the Sixers? Final. You think Jimmy's going to the finals? I think Joel, I think Joel Embiid and, and James Harden are going to get Jimmy it done. Jimmy Beal's going to the NBA Finals. Yeah, but they're going to get their fucking hearts broken by Steph Curry when he chops. His, oh, I can't wait to brag, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, he'll be tweeting and posting everything on his new TikTok. <laughs> I hope to see some fire content out of that TikTok. You're not going to see much of anything out of that. Yeah. Phoenix Suns guard Devin Booker is expected to miss games three and four versus the New Orleans Pelicans with a right hamstring strain. Yeah, I mean, 
you never want to see Devin Booker go down, but Suns will get it done without him. You're right. No need to play injured against the well, against the Pelicans team that barely got it into the playoffs, though. So. Especially without Zion. I mean, I know we've had, yeah, they haven't had him all year, but I just think, yeah. This series is going back to New Orleans. I don't think it matters. I think the Suns get the job done without him on game three. If I mean, even if they go one-on-one in uh, New Orleans, they're going to win the best of three from games five to seven if this series does somehow last longer than it should. No, the furthest thing goes is six. Just, that's what I mean. Like, if it somehow goes six, like, I can see that. Orleans steals one at home. You know what I mean? It's 2-2, two, two, and then they'll go they'll yeah, just win 2 they'll in just a row, at home, and then they'll win a new one. Win on the road. Benson, right. back game four. Is that what, it is? Is that what I see? Yeah, we could see it. Yeah. Possible. Game three has not been ruled out for a potential return to the court for Simmons, who has not played a game since last season's playoffs. I really don't know what to expect out of him. I mean, I think that... Do you have... Yeah, like, what is... Uh, I don't. I don't see how you could just have him hop into this playoff series. I guess he has nothing to lose right now. They have nothing to lose right now. They're down two zero. Just add him, you know. Like, I mean, yeah, he, he does, could come in but... with fifteen rebounds, ten assists, two points, and you know what I mean. Kyrie could have fifteen threes. Yeah, I don't really. I don't really see Ben Simmons coming in and, and doing what people think he's gonna do. Yeah, like I don't think he's gonna come in. I don't know. He he could come up put he's he could come in and put in ten and ten if he just hands the ball to Kim. Well, they want him. They want him in for his defense, but he hasn't guarded a, a, in an NBA game in over a year. And they think he's going to step right in and guard Jason Tatum. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, how big you are? Luca telling reporters he's not going to play if there's a risk of aggra- aggravating his injury. Yeah, Mackie, you were the one that you you like Dallas in game two. I, just, I didn't know what the hell you were looking at, but Hunter and Kleber got Dude, the job. I, I, I mean, that was a great pick. And they're getting it done again without him. I mean, dude, this team, this team's good. They're a three seed for a reason, or what are they? A four seed? Well, they're 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 a four seed for a reason. They win games. Luca hasn't been there all season. They found, they found ways to win games without him. You know, Utah's a really weak team on the road this year. They had a losing record on the road. Utah, their most of their points comes at home. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're an unbelievable home team, and they're losing right now on the road by seventeen in the third quarter, or at home. This Dallas team, dude, they're good. Can't count them out. Uh, I don't, I don't know the stats right now. I, I I had no clue what you were looking at a game too. I texted you. I was like, "Damn." Good pick. Dylan Brunson has 18. It's one of those ones when I disagree on you. Like, I was in Maine. I couldn't even bet it. I was just like, I don't know what he is looking at. And I was like, holy shit, they're killing <laughs> it. It was close. Yeah. Well, I didn't watch Yeah, it was, I think they won by like yeah, five or something. But one, so that's a big one. They were down by like four the entire game. And I was like, this can go either. The way of them winning it, or they're going to lose by like eleven. Bronson's not a bench player. When you have a player like Bronson put up forty-one, like I don't watch much Dallas Mavericks games, but when I think of elite players and I see Jalen Bronson putting up forty-one points, I raise my eyebrows a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Did his job. Kleber coming off the bench with twenty-five—that definitely helped. Sixty. What was that? Sixty-six points from two players. Guys are just stepping up. Name Luka Doncic. He's not even in the lineup. Yep. They need a piece, dude. They need like a 
nice, like, forward guard to get go with Luca because Luca can play wherever he wants. You know what I mean? He's like a shooter. They need a big, but they also need like a big man. That's obviously Porzingis didn't work yeah. out, but think about like Luca and Giannis. That'd be unfair. Giannis isn't. Like, come leader. on, dude. They and they could play together for like fifteen years. If either, they I don't to. see either of those players leaving their team for a while. Giannis will leave sooner or later. I don't think he will. I think he will. I think, I think he'll, he'll be like Willard's going to leave, too. But I mean, stay there for that long, and I think it's going to be like a question. If they can build the team, well, I'll stay. You know what I mean? Like, keep saying, he's like he's like a foreign yeah. dude. Like, dude, Milwaukee gave him the world. Yeah. He won his ring there. He's a finals MVP. He keeps winning MVPs, like, you know what I mean? I'll have a chance. As long as he's there, they have a, ch- they have a chance. Yeah, well. Basketball, you need one, two guys. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. I feel like he likes the small market. He said he would never want to play in like New York, LA, Chicago. Everyone wants to do it at some point yeah, in their they, career. Hence why LeBron went to okay, Miami. Yeah, Giannis will get used to the United States, and you know what I mean. As he travels around, you know, but. I see, and especially with Luca, with the way Mark Cuban, like, the way Mark Cuban looks at Luca Doncic is like, I'm never getting rid of you. You know what I mean? Like, he's in love with Luca. It's yeah. a son. He, tre- he literally treats him like a son. He will never, I don't see, ever see him at least trading him. Luca would have to, like, someone would have to piss Luca off and he would have to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Cuban would never trade him. Alrighty, next we got the Celtics guard Marcus Smart, first guard to win the Defensive Player of the Year award since Gary Payton in 1995-1996. Smart is the second Celtic to win the award, Garnett in 07-08. This was, I mean, Marcus Smart, he balled out all season, having a hell of a year. Um, I don't know necessarily what he was averaging, but I just remember watching Celtics games. and still watching Celtics games in the playoffs. He's going off, having a hell of a series so far in the first two games. Major props to Marcus Smart, uh, like you said, first guard since '96 to win it. Gary Payton, that's it's a pretty good company to be up there with, known as a defensive guard. Yeah, Michael Jordan's the only other guard to ever win it. Those three, that's some good company. Put your name in. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, good for him. He's a player who's always worked his ass off. I haven't always loved him. I remember watching him at Oklahoma State. He was good at no. Oklahoma State. Yeah, he's a little. He was like a little like. Pest. I don't even know how to, how to describe him. He just ran all over pest. the court. Yeah, that's exactly what he is. Alrighty, and to finish up the show, let's jump into the MLB. Dodgers pulling pitcher Clayton Kershaw after throwing seven perfect innings at Minnesota last Wednesday. He was killing it, pulling him at eighty pitches. It's believed that it was because of the strict pitching limits that some clubs are now sticking with to protect players' health with the shorter spring training this year. I think this is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the guy's pitching 80 pitches. It's Clayton Kershaw, 80 pitches, 70 innings. Perfect game. There's only been like 29 perfect games ever. And and you and you pull this guy. He's he's like one of the best pitchers of all, of, of our, at least our generation. Best and you, of you, our don't, generation you don't give him, right now. You, you, 
and you don't give him the chance to pitch pitch a perfect game when he has it going. Come on, brutal. It's just awful. It's just bad for the game. Honestly. Baseball is. Everyone says baseball is dying. They're worried about. I hate to say they're worried about the players' health because, like, obviously they should be worried about the players' health. But that's Kershaw's decision if he wants to come out of that game. And like throwing, throwing ninety ninety five pitches instead of eighty. And like hearing Kershaw in the post game press conference about like, do you think you should have stayed in there? He was like, yeah, I think you know for the team, and like it was just a bunch of bullshit about like. I mean, he said what he was expected to say. Like, he's not going to take a shot at the Dodgers. You know what I mean? But I'm yeah. on the, I'm on the side. He he should have said I'm not leaving this game. That's where, like, he has the power. There's certain athletes and certain franchises that have been there long enough. They have the power to put their foot down and say, "I'm not, I'm not leaving the game. I'm sorry." Be like t- 23. If this has happened 23 times in baseball history, I'm at 80 pitches through the seventh inning. Was it? Yeah, through the seventh. Six more outs. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. He could have did it, no problem. That's the 100. thing. Like you said, Mackie, 15 more pitches, Max. Like, come on. Pitches. 18. 20 more pitches, he would have got six outs. Three of them would have been pop-ups. Yeah. I agree. Bullshit. But that's baseball for you. Not surprised. With that being said, Jake Arietta announcing his retirement from baseball after a 12-season career. He addressed this on Part of My Take podcast. I was listening to that, and uh, the big cat that asked him, you know, he's not in the league right now, obviously, and uh, he has a bunch of young kids, and he's kind of, he said he had to sign the, yeah, he, he said he had to sign the papers, but he's, he's out, of, he's done with baseball. He said it was time to step away. Obviously, there was years with him in, in a Cubs uniform where, Every game that he played, you were like, our team might not score a run if we're playing Jake Arrieta. Yeah, he was definitely the, the ace for a year or two, especially when they went on that Cle- World oh Series God, when they run. Cleveland, he was unreal that playoff run. So, well, he, uh, yeah, good for him. You know, he white, got his ring. He's got I was say, he white my parts out of the playoffs, not too hard, but they were pretty nice that year. Just pitched an amazing game. Good for him. Yeah, he is a World Series champion. He did play extremely well that game. Cubs, 2016 Cubs. Guess you want to get into this this last little segment? Yeah, last thing. I love this. Freddie Freeman hitting a home run at his first at bat against his former team of 15 years, the Atlanta Braves. Second pitch on the. I love seeing this yeah, coming from sweet. him. I like Freddie Freeman. He's a good dude. And it's, but I mean, it's not like him shooting yeah, like I a mean, middle finger against his old team. Like you know what I mean? Like fuck you guys. I left on bad terms. Like won the World Series last year. It was just cool to see him come back there and just do. Or you know what I mean? Pick up right where he left off. Heck yeah. Yeah, and, you know he just wanted to go back to his hometown. I hate the Braves, so I hey, I like it. But I like Freddie Freeman. So good for him. Braves in your division. You like, you like, the Braves in your what'd division. You say? I just love yeah. their uniform. I was going to wrap it up. 
Messi, why don't you sign us off? Alrighty, boys, that's a great episode we got in the books there. A lot of good stuff coming out of all the leagues. Like I said, let's keep up the good bets. We had some good plays tonight. Help our records out a little bit. We needed it. But that's all I got this week. NBA Thanks card for joining looking in. good. NHL cards on the comeback. A lot of our losses on the NHL. Our record doesn't look so bad on the NHL cards. The units, it's a lot of those losses. We're double units. We're coming back. Stay with us. Playoffs come in. We're coming back. We are killing it in the NBA playoffs here. We're going to kill it in the NHL playoffs. I'm really excited for the NHL playoffs. It's going to be a great time. Let's go, go boys. boys. See you next week. Thanks for listening. And that's going to do it for us this week on Hit the Books Podcast. Thank you for all the support week in and week out. Please be sure to share and check out our various social media platforms and check out our website. All the info is located in our link tree in the description below. And always remember to hit the books. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER.